Real quick before we get started, I want to tell you about the Build Something Weekly newsletter. It is weekly, it is free, and you will get tips, tricks, and tools delivered directly to your mailbox. I will recap the current week's episode and all of the takeaways. I'll give you a top story, content I wrote, and then some recommendation that I've been using that I think you should check out. So it is free. It is weekly. It's over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. Go ahead and sign up over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 208 of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? My guest today is Matthew Yeas. We're going to be talking about hiring VAs, which I didn't intend to rhyme, but it did. There you go. Uh, and our sponsors for this episode are Text Expander, Restrict Content Pro, and MindSize. You'll be hearing about those fantastic companies later in the episode. For now, I do want to bring on Matthew Yeas. He's the CEO of Extend Your Team. Matthew, how are you today? Great, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and I'm really excited because at the time that you were uh, recommended uh, to come on the show, I had just hired a virtual assistant. Uh, so some background is during the pandemic. Um, my wife is a nurse, so she was not at home. I am self-employed and my kids were not going to school. Well, my one kid at the time, my two kids now, uh, are not going to daycare or school or anything like that. And so on the days she works, I don't work, which means I work about half of the time I normally do. And uh, I wanted to keep my business going because I like being self-employed. So I decided to hire a few people, including a VA. And um, it sounds like you are the perfect person to talk to about doing stuff like this. So before we get into the kind of what to look for when hiring, Do you should you hire a VA? Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Matthew Yeas. I'm a, at this point a serial entrepreneur. Didn't start out that way. Typical middle-class upbringing. Uh, this is my third business. Uh, I learned about VAs through owning an e-commerce portfolio. And I started there and through attrition otherwise, started hiring overseas, specifically in the Philippines, culminating with hiring someone to run the entire business, doing 4,000 orders a month, millions of dollars a year, someone in the Philippines to run the entire business. And what, yeah, it was a little different than what everyone had ever done that I knew. And so, and it worked. I mean, I don't know how to say she's, you know, Angelica is phenomenal. And through that, the pandemic, uh, she and I talked and we decided, and actually it was because our largest business is in weddings. So you can imagine how much smaller that got very, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's on pause. It's on pause. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And so what happened was they said, okay, that's great. We saved the business. That'll be great another day. But you know, for now, what are we going to do? So why don't we find the best possible people, the highest quality people in the Philippines and connect them with U.S. companies, people just like her. And through that, we started Extend Your Team. We started in May. It, we just hit uh, 50 people uh, at the end of the year and with a goal of growing to 150 by the end of 2021. Our, our sweet spot is we just find high quality, better people to make a difference in your business today. They're not the typical VA from the Philippines that are more entry level, but these are professionals that, that have 15, 20, 10, 20 years experience and are successful in their own right. They're, you know, Joe, they're, if you or I were in the Philippines, 
that's who we target to make a difference in entrepreneurs and business owners' uh, businesses. Yeah, that's that's really great. And and again, this is something that really resonates with me. I actually uh, have a virtual assistant from the Philippines, um, and uh, she's been really good. But this was my first uh, endeavor hiring a virtual assistant. Right, I'm pretty bad at delegating because I think uh, if I want to do something right, I got to do it myself. Except for the case with my audio editor, Joel. You are great. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, and and if yeah, you, Joel. Yes. Yeah, Joel. Uh, and a few other people, right? Like I have a video editor now and and a transcriber. But as far as like the research tasks and the kind of things I was doing that I realized I don't need to do, I thought a VA would be good for that. And so uh, my process for that was kind of uh, find a website. I used uh, onlinejobs.ph. Yeah, um, absolutely. So everyone starts there, including me, by the way. That's where we we I started hiring way back when. Gotcha. Yeah. And so like, uh, it was a little bit overwhelming, right? Because like I like found people I that I thought looked good, but I don't, I didn't know. And then I j- posted a job and got literally thousands of applications. Um, and so with that in mind, wh- if we're talking, let's first talk to the person who's hiring their first VA, right? Um, okay. What kind of research should they do? What kind of, uh, what should they look for? How do they know what to delegate? What's the, what are the basics? Sure. Let's, let's bifurcate that into two things, right? What should you do? And then how do you figure out what to delegate? It's two different things, right? So first step is divide your day or your week into two buckets. It's really, it's actually very simple. It, it, it's not that complicated. Strategic, not strategic, right? So strategic, tactical, essentially. And strategic is anything that requires Joe's experience, his knowledge, his expertise, or makes Joe money right? That is strategic. You know, what you have to be doing, because I can't do what you do. Even if I came in to work for you, I, can't, I could not produce a podcast, right? You need to get on your great interviewer. You interview the guest. That makes you money. So great. Everything that's not that, everything that's tactical, not strategic, that gets outsourced, right? Through that, then what you do is, and you could call that a task audit. Some people call that it, it keep it simple. Just divide it and then write it on a piece of paper, two buckets. Uh, from that, develop a real job description. The number one thing that people make a mistake on. So it's the number one mistake that people make is that they do not treat a virtual assistant hire like a regular hire. It without fail will cause you to fail. If you just do it on the fly, like, oh, I just want someone to do everything, right? There's no person on this planet that is going to step into a job with with no set of expectations and be able to meet expectations, right? If there are no Mm -hmm. expectations, then how do you meet them? How do you know what success looks like? So that's the things that people should do from there, right? So let's assume you're doing it on your own. There are places you can go, such as online jobs, to act, to go put it out there, right? And from that, you have to start filtering and just be prepared. So when you do it on your own, so one of the, there's a reason you go for an agency, reason you don't. If you're an experienced person, right? And you've hired a lot of VAs, you, you may be able to do it yourself, but I have a lot of experienced people or clients because they don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, but if you're not experienced, it's your first time hiring a VA, be prepared for, I would say a 12 to 18 month, 18 month journey to figure out how to manage a VA and how to find the right VA. It's very, you can look, it's not hard to find someone 
But to find someone that's not requiring you to manage them 30, 40 hours a month, right? And constantly give people feedback and, you know, make sure that they are not just on task, but they don't go down rabbit holes. That takes time and you're going to have to hire and fire people, mm-hmm. right? The, now, the advantage is you can do that without repercussions because it's, you know, they're, they're contractors, right. but don't expect to hit it out of the ballpark with your first VA. It's just very rare. Gotcha. That's, that is super interesting. Um, because I, I did, I, I feel like I, I maybe treated it um, more seriously than, than most people. I don't know that I made a real job description. I was just like, I need research and I need data entry. And I need like, these are, these are the tasks that I don't need to do. Right. So I did make a list of, of that. Um, but that's, that's really interesting about uh, a 12 to 18 month journey. And I guess it's, it's just like, when you come on to a new job, right, it takes, you know, let's say six, three, six, nine months to really be comfortable in that job because you are learning, uh, you're learning along the way, right, about how the company that you've been hired works and things like that. And I guess it's the same for your VA, right? You're trying to figure out what works for them and things like that. And it works for you, right? So right. just look at your look look at you know you're a podcaster, right? You did a couple hundred episodes. Where you were, how long did it take you? How many months did it take you to actually kind of to get into the rhythm, to figure it out, to to find your groove? How long did that take? Yeah, I mean, it took you know really feeling comfortable. It took me. Um, I'm an entertainer, so it took me less time to be comfortable in front of the mic. But as far as getting all my processes down, it took. I would probably say 18 months for me to know exactly how things worked, what I could automate. I've automated a lot of my podcast at this point. Um, And that's what makes it like a viable thing for me. Um, So you're absolutely right. Like I, I had to kind of look at what my processes are and, and how they work and document so that I knew what I can automate, for example. Exactly. So it's no different when you're hiring your VA because it's very, first of all, you're learning two things. One, how to work with a remote worker. Mm-hmm. And you're learning how to remote work with a Filipino remote worker. How I work with my engineer in the Ukraine is very, for my e-commerce business, is very different than I would work with a general virtual assistant or project manager, manager out of the Philippines. Different countries, different culture. And you just need to understand. Now, add to that, you've never hired a VA before. Um, if you're optimizing for cost, which is what I call it the myth of the $5 an hour VA, mm-hmm. meaning you're going to find someone for five bucks an hour that's going to change your life and run your business. It's just not really the way it is, right? They, they can be very successful at a narrow focus of tasks, but don't expect them like mine did, like Angelica did for me, to run a multi-million dollar business and start a company with 50 people. Like it's not, you're not getting that level of talent, which is fine. You just have to understand that. But you need to learn how to manage someone at that level. You need to learn how to hire someone at that level and just recognize you're going to make mistakes. I mean, I, I fired and hired a lot of people before I figured it out. And then when I hired someone from the Philippines to actually do my hiring for me, uh, Angelica, and now I have a recruiting team, but my, the quality goes up dramatically for the same price because it's not an American talking to them. It's a Filipino mm-hmm. and they know how to sort through all the BS. Yeah. They know what the market is because they're, they're really thinking in pesos when we think in dollars. Right. And so they know 
market is, they know if someone's saying, oh yeah, no, you're, they're asking for twice the rate because you're from America. And there's some of that as well, right? I mean, good for people for trying, but there's a market and you, know, you just need to learn, just learn the market. This episode is brought to you by Restrict Content Pro. If you need a fast, easy way to set up a membership site for yourself or your clients, look no further than the Restrict Content Pro WordPress plugin. Easily create premium content for members using your favorite payment gateway, manage members, send member-only emails, and more. You can create any number of subscription packages, including free trials and even free tiers. But that's not all. Their extensive add-ons library allows you to do even more, like drip out content, connect with any number of CRMs and newsletter tools, including my favorite, ConvertKit, and you can integrate with other WordPress plugins like BBPress. When the Build Something Club comes out later this month, you can bet it's going to be using Restrict Content Pro. I'm a big fan of the team, I'm a big fan of the tool, and I know they do fantastic work over there. If you want to learn more about Restrict Content Pro and start making money with your own membership site today, head on over to howibuilt.it slash RCP. That's howibuilt.it slash RCP to learn more and get a special offer for listeners only. Thanks so much to Restrict Content Pro for supporting the show. One of the reasons I went with a, a Filipino VA is because I've heard good things about them with respects to the tasks that I needed. I, I, at this point, I don't think I can hire an American to do the things, but also like, it's a lot of data entry and, and stuff like that. So, um, and, uh, so what, what is, this is maybe a loaded question, but I, you know, sure. I saw, <laughs> I saw every yeah. like an hour, hourly rates from like two American dollars an hour to seven American dollars an hour. And, um, certainly there are different skill levels. Um, but I, you know, I, I feel, I feel almost guilty because I feel like I'm getting way more value out of my VA than I'm paying her every two weeks. Sure. So there's no reason to feel guilty at all. So first of all, you're providing them a work environment that ideally, unless you're a jerk, is a very good work environment for them. Two, you're, you're providing income to their family. Three, all you're doing is playing salary arbitrage. Mm -hmm. That's it. So there's an arbitrage. So the, the, okay. A house in the Philippines does not cost the same as a house in San Francisco or a house in Manila or, you know, or these other locations, Cavite, or it it doesn't, it's not this, it's not remotely the same, right? Right, You can buy a house for 20,000 US dollars. And when you start looking at it like that, they're making just a pro um, an equivalent in, the, in their country, it's a lower cost of living. Food doesn't cost as much. Vacations don't cost as much. All these things don't cost as much. Now, that being said, 2 to $4, $5, $6 is really entry level. Seven could be, is really entry level, right? It's people maybe with a few years experience who don't have a broad scope of things, right? There's no one on my team that makes two, three dollars an hour. I mean, that's just, you know, and it's also right. even for the Philippines, by the way, that's not a lot. Right, right. So, you know, you have to recognize there's still market wage what you should pay. Right. And 
as long as you're paying market wage, there's, there's no reason to feel guilty. In my point of view, you're providing, putting food on people's table. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I did was, uh, I looked at how much, how many, how much in us dollars it would do, uh, cost to spend a two week vacation in the Philippines. And it was like 15, 13 to 1500 bucks. And I'm like, geez, like my computer costs more than that. Like actually my, the computer I'm recording on right now costs way more than that. So, um, you know, that helped me feel a little bit better, but as you said, two to $5 an hour is entry level. So let's, I assume the tasks that I just mentioned, data entry, doing research, um, are fairly entry level tasks. Um, how would you, before we get into the real, uh, the real nuts and bolts of this, uh, I read that, or I I've been told that you need to be pretty explicit in your instruction. Uh, and that I've, I've seen it happen a couple of times. Again, my VA has been really good, but there were a couple of times where I left out something that I assumed was implicit. Uh, for example, I asked her to find virtual conferences for me to speak at, uh, but she, but each conference she listed didn't have an open call for speakers, right? It was like the speaker lineup was already set. And I assumed that that was like an implicit thing, but it wasn't. Um, and so I adjusted kind of my, my description. What's the best way to think about, to approach defining tasks for, let's say these, uh, for entry-level VAs? Sure. For an entry-level VA, to define a task, you need what's called standard operating procedures, SOPs is what you'll hear everyone, everyone talk about. Now, There's you can actually buy, there are companies that just sell SOPs for VAs, so you don't actually even have to think about it, right? Just standard things for customer service, for lead generation, just checklists. We'll just sell you a checklist. And many of these people have had VAs themselves and been very successful. Another thing, but for you, let's just say you're, you're, it's something different, right? Use a product called Loom, L-O-O-M.com. And what it does is record your screen, allow you to talk through it. It can take, you know, take a video of you as well. Use that and walk through every single task you need this person to do, your entry-level VA. This way they could actually watch it a hundred times if they want, or every time they do the task. And there's really, they don't have to ask you any questions, right? You have to be very, very explicit. Using your example, you know, they may not realize, they may just think that you want to find virtual conferences to speak at. Not necessarily now, could be next year, right? So you also have to get, you know, you also have to work on the level of specificity for each person, right? It's going to depend on who they are, how smart they are, and what their level of skill is. You also can take those recordings, and let's say this is what I do for customer service, I'll string a few together in a Google Doc where I provide some text explanation. So in my case, let's say for my e-commerce business, we're talking about corporate uploads. So we sell a lot of corporate like gift baskets and these are, this is the whole process for corporate ordering. I'll do text, I'll throw in some video, I'll do some text, throw in some video to give a full explanation of process and other things or problems that need to happen. This way, it is together, now I have a document that explains the entire corporate upload process or corporate ordering process, and there are no questions. If there is a question, you answer it with a Loom video and you add that to the doc. Right. So if there's something you missed, you know, they say, well, what, how do I cancel? Let's just give an example. How do I cancel a single item? Great question. Create a video, 
add it to the doc, title the video, how do I cancel part of a corporate order? And through that, over time, you're going to have a great set of documents or SOPs for people to follow. Wow, that's that's really great advice. I'm I'm using Airtable uh, to Kanban yeah. board manage tasks, and uh, but it's very similar, right? I have the document. I've got Loom videos. Well, I made a Loom video to show her how to use Airtable, and then I haven't made one since. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll definitely it. be more uh, more generous about using Loom videos because that's absolutely. I think you make a, a really great point there. Um, now, of course. Uh, in our in our pre-recorded conversation uh, or our our pre-recording uh, conversation, uh, we you mentioned a few things about the truth about hiring overseas. How to but but you also mentioned why you should not hire a VA, hire your next business leader instead. And I suspect that this is really where your service comes in, right? Because um, we talked about the entry level VA, but maybe there's something better that we as small business owners can do. Sure. So in my opinion, virtual assistants that are entry level do not help most businesses. Unless you are really have everything down and understand that part of the, of the hiring spectrum, it's going to cause managerial overhead. Simple thing that people need to remember. If someone is $5 an hour, you're at $100 an hour. When you manage them, it's 105 an hour for that given task. Now, if it's 25 hours a month in managerial overhead, let's just assume that's how much you interact with them. Now you're spending you know, $2,500 for someone who's $5 an hour. An alternative is you go up market, hire someone with 10, 20 years experience who let's just say was a project manager Elevate them to your chief of staff and give them the ability to oversee your entire business for you, you know, whether that's invoicing, manage other contractors, or just give you a report every single day of what's going on with your business. Now you've elevated yourself to focus on growth, have a beer with your friends, go play with the kids, and you can actually now, you know, let them run the day-to-day, right? They will run everything and you just wake up in the morning, get a report as, as to what's going on. They'll ask you, what do you need? You know, here's maybe a couple of things that they need from you. And then you go back your day and focus on what you need to focus on to make more money. You let the day-to-day ops of your business be run by someone else for 16 to 18 an hour. Wow, that's great. And so what we are going to talk about in the members-only portion of the show is uh, the psychological hurdle of letting go of the day-to-day, which I'm sure a lot of business owners struggle with. So uh, if you're a member, great. You'll catch that conversation. If you're not, you can sign up over at buildsomething.club to get that conversation, which I'm really excited to talk to you about. Um, But the managerial overhead part is something that that weighs heavily on my mind, right? Because... I don't think I spend that much time managing my VA, uh, but I also know that I could be getting better data if I spent more time managing her, which is like a kind of, it's a six and one, half a dozen in the other, as my old man says, right? It's a, do I spend the time to get the good data or do I just let her do her thing and then cherry pick the things that, that do work for me, right? Um, so I think that's really interesting going up market, uh, essentially saves you money. 
So yeah, it saves you a t- it saves you money and it saves you time. And time is more valuable than money because yes. you can always earn more money. You can't earn more time. Yes. I mean, that's I, yeah. I didn't make that up. It's true. But think of it a little differently, right, Joe? So in your business, let's just say you spend six bucks for a VA, right? The difference between the, the additional uh, cost from six to sixteen is eighteen hundred dollars a month. If you cannot make more than $1,800 a month by getting a better person to offload almost everything, you have a fundamental problem in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, everyone's like, oh, but it's 20000 more a year. That's not the way to think about it, in my opinion. The way to think about it is, no, I'm paying someone 1800 more a month. Now, in 30, or 60, 90, 120 days, if I'm not growing because in 120 days, if I'm not growing more because I'm focused on growth, then there's a problem. Like you got to really think about actually your business and the VA is just, is making you have a crutch, right? If you got a high level, a a great person and you can't grow by 20,000 a year, you got to rethink your, your, your business. Yeah. I, I, that's, I mean, that's absolutely correct. Right. And, and uh, I've certainly seen it with, again, my audio editor and my video editor. Those are two things I can do, but uh, they save me hours and thousands of dollars a month, right? Because uh, what they do is way more efficient than what I do, uh, and they have more trained hands at it. And and I send them raw video, and then I get a raw audio, and I get a, a finished product back. Um, I think a little bit of a mental hurdle for me is like, how, how do I find a person I trust enough to let them into my invoicing system or let them into my email, right? Like that's, there are some, some things there that, uh, again, we'll have this conversation later, but that you need to let go of a little bit. Yeah. We could talk about that in, uh, offline or, and then the, uh, the, uh, the club. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, it's, you just have to do it. I mean, there's, there's strategies we can talk about, but it's there, you know, at the end of the day, right. What you have to realize is incentive to steal versus incentive to stay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and what, what's people's incentive? Yeah. Right. And if you treat people, if you treat people right, what's their incentive? This episode is brought to you by text expander. It's a new year and you can start off on the right foot by reclaiming your time. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into keyboard shortcuts called snippets. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. With Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Better than copy and paste, better than scripts and templates, text expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Text expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type. Take back your time and increase your productivity in the new year. And Let me just say that Snippets is not all it does. With advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and much more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, Hi Joel. 
in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my keyboard and convert it to plain text, so I'm no longer fighting formatting. Plus, if you have employees or contractors, you can use Text Expander to manage and share snippets with them, so you all get it right every time. I've recently started sharing Text Expander snippets with my virtual assistant. This year, how I built it is focusing on being productive while working from home. Text Expander is the perfect tool for that. Plus, they're providing resources and blog posts to help you make the most of their tool and be productive. Text Expander is available on Mac OS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now is the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. For now, let me ask you the title question, right? How did you build it? It, in this context, will be how do, how did, well, let's talk about how you built your business a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I think that uh, will inform how I or one of the listeners, many of the listeners, hopefully, can figure out, okay, how do I take the leap? How do I build a process to hire a partner instead of just an assistant? So how, so you want to talk about how I build a business or how do I actually like build a process to hire? Let's do a little bit of both. Let's, let's get some okay. background more on your business first and then sure. move into the process, right? Cause I think one will inform the other. Sure. So, you know, there is a uh, quote by Steve Jobs where he says, if you look hard enough, you'll find that most overnight successes took a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the truth. I was working in my e-commerce business, not a real long time, five years, till I figured it all out and then made a pivot to start this company, right? And how I actually built the company was I had an idea that I could get better people. That was my idea. Uh, Talked to my team. They said, we can do this. I talked to people I knew, and this is about, uh, you know, idea validation. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. If you need someone, let me know. I'd like to try to get them for you. And that one customer who was my accountant, I got him a bookkeeper. He's my first customer. Then I shook the trees of my network for my first 10 people. I knew every single one of them well, and they all gave me a chance because they, they had this need. And so I just kept on working at it till finally the scariest part is you go outside your network and you get that first customer who you don't know. Then to me, that's real validation. Mm-hmm. But if 10 people you know are going to buy it, the one person um, who you don't know, there are many people you don't know who buy. And then I just, one foot in front of the other, right? Boom, right? Until all of a sudden it starts to gain momentum. The last week of the year, I was working one day. I had five new customers. The first week of the year, I was working, well, I was working all week, I guess. And I got another seven, right? And it's about one foot in front of the other, right? And now, like, I have to hire, I'm hiring four more internal people right now, right? Just to handle volume. Because I can see what's coming, but it all starts with people you know. So if you have never started a business and you have all these ideas, that's great. I mean, have these ideas. But if you go to all the people you know and not one person will buy, assuming you're not starting like a nuclear power plant, which is not <laughs> people are going to buy. Yeah. But it, like if you have an idea that is, let's say, a consumer product or a business and you 
want to do this and you can't get one person, you know, to, to just say yes, even at a cut rate, I mean, I don't do it for full freight. Do it. Right. I, I do. I mean, I did it. Obviously I started out at a cut rate. I just want to validate this. Can I do this for you and add value? If you can't get one person, you probably do not have a solid business idea as much as you like it. I mean, I, I have a lot of ideas I like, but you know, it doesn't mean they're worth anything. Right. Right. I love that. I, I love that idea because I mean, it's true. I think that, um, you know, with investments, right? They say you go to to friends, family, and fools first. Um, <laughs> to the triple F round, they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. not not that I would call anybody a fool, but the first people, the people who yeah. know, like, and trust you, are going to be your friends and family, right? And so they're going to, if they can validate the idea and trust you to do it then you you have some ammunition to go out and say to strangers, hey, I, I can do this. Uh, exactly, exactly. Awesome. I, I love that. And so uh, so you you built this business while working on your e-commerce business and then you decided to pivot. Um, wh- what does your ideal customer look like? Because, um, you know, it's it's probably not the freelancer who's just starting out, who doesn't really know their processes, right? Uh, is it like somebody who's uh, been in business for a year, two years, 10 years? I think it's all about workload. Mm-hmm. So there comes a point in every entrepreneur or every team where it, it's holding you back, the tactical tasks. So for solopreneurs, it's at the point your tactical tasks are stopping you from making money because you're so focused on the busy work or you're so focused on managing the projects or anything like that. That is for a solopreneur, the prime time. If you have a team, so, the, so that's that's the solopreneur. If you have a team where you have an agency and you're growing and you have all, you just are, it's so many things going on. You need someone to just orchestrate it all. You're my ideal customer there too. And if you just need, you need slot players, let's say like a customer service person full-time because you have a growing e-commerce business, you need appointment centers full-time, we can help you as well. So it's really about workload and task load, right? So if you have too many customer service tasks taking up your time, let's talk. If you have, and you know, you want, and you have, if you have too many tasks overall, you know, that's taking up your time as an entrepreneur, let's talk. Man, uh, well, you you all listening can see the video, but uh, if if Matt saw my face there, he, he saw a very pained look on my face because... <laughs> As he said, if you're at the point that you're tactical, (laughs) that's exactly, I doubled over a little bit. If you're at the point that your tactical tasks are preventing you from strategic, strategic work, I kid you not this morning, uh, before my kids woke up, before my wife woke up, I was sitting at my dining room table, just writing down all the things that I'm letting fall through the cracks because I'm focusing on minutia. Uh, And so like, it hurt me a little bit when you said that. Um, but, <laughs> you know, think about this though. Yeah. You're, 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 you're typical though. Yeah. Right. So you have a VA right now, instead of saying, I'm going to get someone who can just do what they're doing plus all the other things. Right. So we're not talking about a high level, a uh, uh, strategic, like a, a more senior person is not going to do everything else, mm-hmm. but they're going to do and all the stuff that your VA can't do. Got right. It. Yeah. So you, yeah. You're, the, you're the ideal customer with your pain face doubling over <laughs> talking about, your, uh, your your list. Yeah, amazing. Um, 
So with that, let's talk about, I'm sure I'm not the only person who just heard that, who's listening, who uh, feels the same way as me. I know, my friends, if you're listening to this, I know we're in the same boat. How do we build a process to to uh, get to a better place where we can focus on the strategic work? So I think what everybody needs to do is go get Loom and for everything you do, make a single recording of what you're doing, right? All these tactical tasks, not strategic. All of a sudden, within a week, really, I mean, it's that quickly. I mean, a video, it sounds like it's a big thing to make. You're not producing, you know, a Hollywood motion picture. You're just talking and recording. Right. It takes 60 seconds, 120 seconds, 30 seconds. All of a sudden, after a week, you're going to have a library. Two weeks, you're going to have a catalog of everything that needs to be done. Just, you know, title it, hire someone, have them do it. That's it. The other thing you do need to do is start organizing yourself with a task manager like Asana, Monday, Trello, whatever works for you. You know, we, our clients work with all different things and we help our clients implement this. It's not very difficult, but you have to, you cannot expect people to prioritize. So you're the boss. Philippine culture, Filipino culture is I'm boss, I'm God, right? Mm-hmm. I, but here's the reality. You cannot like, that, that's the culture they're coming from. So you give them 15 things, you expect them to be able to prioritize they, they can't. They don't know what's important yet. They will. Like, my, like Angelica, I have something that she just put to the bottom of the pile um, to implement a chatbot for me uh, for the VA business. And she has a lot more important things to do till we staff up. It's fine. She knows how to prioritize. I'm not even upset, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, even though I wanted it done, I'm not upset because yeah. all the other things she's prioritizing are exactly what she needs to prioritize until we staff up. So, you, once you do that, you're using your Trello and any of these things. You can just easily prioritize by drag and drop, and then away you go. Then, now you have your SOPs, you have your prioritization. You can also put a time monitoring software on the VA's computer, which we do for everybody. Not, it's, you know, people think it's because we want to be big brother, you know, make sure they're working. Kind of, sort of, not really. Where it really adds value is when there's a problem, you then say, okay, Oh, you're timing all your tasks. Well, why is this research on about open speaking positions taking 15 hours? Should have taken two, right? Yeah. Now you can see. So, well, I maybe they're not working, right? That's what you go, you go to instinctively. But no, what actually happened? You start looking at the recordings. You talk to people. You, you see what the timings are. That the reason is there's something broken in the process and broken in the process, and they're trying to go around it. Right. So when you build the SOPs, give it, use the task manager and record what they're doing through that, you can be very successful. And that's how you build your problem. This episode is brought to you by MindSize. Look, it's super important for stores to have an online presence these days. If customers can't buy online, they might not buy at all. And while doing e-commerce fast has gotten easier, doing e-commerce right still has its considerable challenges. That's where MindSize comes in. They are a full-service digital agency that focuses on WordPress and WooCommerce development. But that's not all. They work with Shopify, BigCommerce, and more. And they'll work with you to create the perfect strategy and website for your business. 
already have an e-commerce site and want to make sure it's up and running in tip-top shape, their flat rate site audit is exactly what you need. Over the course of two weeks, they'll dive into every aspect of your site and deliver a prioritized list of actionable recommendations to make your site even better. That means more sales and engagement for you and your store. Or if you're a freelancer or agency who feels in over your head with an e-commerce build, their agency support plan is built specifically for you. There were a few times in my career where I really could have used that. They'll take a high-stress situation and help you relax while still delivering for your client. So check out MindSize over at MindSize.com today. They will help you make more money, whether you need an e-commerce store, whether you need to improve your current e-commerce store, or if you build e-commerce stores for others. That's MindSize.com, M-I-N-D-S-I-Z-E.com. Thanks so much to MindSize for supporting the show. You mentioned time tracking for the VA. I suspect it's probably also pretty important to time track for your... Do you time track for yourself as well? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should I now? Should I? Like, it's, I, I should practice what I preach. I, you know, I truthfully, like what I do for myself mm-hmm. is I would... It, now at this point, I, I just sit back every month and I look at what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I just say, okay, I need to hire that out. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just need I, that. That's what I do. So the example is like managing my LinkedIn, a lot of outreach, mm-hmm. right. You know, we're, ju- we're hiring someone next week to take over all of that for me. Plus a lot of other things I do for social and just manage it all as me. Any of the larger social media personalities or actually even smaller ones, they don't do their own social media. Right. It's like, if you think Gary Vee is actually like posting everything, no, he has his team post, right? He may be doing the video, right? But when it's text, it's not Gary Vee. Like, maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, that guy's a maniac, but I mean, any any normal person, anyone besides Gary Vee, if you're not Gary Vee, you're not doing that. It's just, it's just too hard. Yeah. And I think that makes sense, right? Because we've already established, right? That it's not necessarily how much time you're spending on a task. It's the type of task. It's the strategic versus the tactical task. So it doesn't right. matter if you think you're spending too much time on a tactical task. Because it's tactical, it's something that you should hire out. A hundred percent. And so I have this thing I tell people, uh, mind share is time share. And what I mean by that is if you're thinking about it, it's just, it's, it's, it's as much a problem as if you're doing it and it sucks up your time. Cause you're just, you're thinking about it in your head. Once you free up that space, wow, you have all this time to do other things. Once I freed up for myself, you know, 11 hours a day that I was working when I first hired Angelica or 38 hours a week or 60 hours a week, whatever I freed up from what I was working to now, you know, to now on the e-commerce business well, I'm able to start a new business, yeah. right? I don't, I don't think about that business for most of the week. I don't have to, right? Yeah. So th- you'll, you'll see all these other things that you're able to do simply because you're not thinking about the task anymore. It's just getting done. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm going to remember that because um, if like a, I work, you know, I'm in my basement. Um, 
Yeah. Kids are upstairs. If something happens where it's a problem I need to solve and my wife's like, you can do it later. Uh, I tell her I literally have to do it right now. Like I, I will not think about anything else until I do it uh, because it's taken up, you know, it's taken up the brain space and I can't, I, it, it would be faster for me to just do it in five minutes than think about it for like two hours and then do it. Right. Because it's distracting. <laughs> Yeah. But it's also a collection of these things. Like right. everybody does. I do it. My wife yeah. said to me the other day, I'm like, it was something with billing. I'm like, it takes me five minutes. She goes, right. But it's five minutes of this, five minutes of this, right. five minutes of that. Now you have, you know, 15 minutes. Yeah. Guess what? Not a good use. Right. And I don't have to, you know, I won't tell her to her face. You know, she's right. But you know, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. want that leverage. Yeah, I, I, that leverage. I, I totally understand. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm pretty loud, so my wife probably just hears me. Um, so, uh, so, so this has been really great. Uh, as we kind of come to the end here, we covered a lot of ground. Let's say the uh, our listener has never hired a VA before. What are one or two tips you recommend for them to get started, getting from never hiring to getting to the, the, the person who is a partner in your business? What's like the yeah. first couple of steps they should take? I guess you kind of mentioned a few, but two takeaways. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Two takeaways? Yeah. Figure out what they're supposed to do by dividing your day into strategic and tactical, right? So strategic, dual-level task, tactical, anything that doesn't require your experience or your presence, right? Then second thing, write a job description from that. Like, so... It's, I'll, I'll send it to you, Joe. You can send it to your listeners if you would like and put it in the podcast as a link. Just here's what a job description form looks like. Write it out. Think through it. Treat it as if it was a $100,000 higher. Awesome. Put that level of attention. Those two things will make a world of difference and start you on the journey to a correct hire. That's fantastic. So yeah, I will I will link to that and a few other things at Loom and things that we mentioned in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 208. Uh, Matthew, this has been great. I do need to ask you my favorite question, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets? I, w- I actually would have said write a job description because no right. one does it. All right. Honestly, Perfect. nobody writes job descriptions and nobody treats it like a real hire. All right. Love it. Well, that's the third. Oh, oh yeah. Go one ahead. thing. Okay. Yeah. Not a trade secret, but I, uh, something that if you have never gone to this website, will save you a ton of money. I don't own it because otherwise I would be a bazillionaire. <laughs> uh, AppSumo.com. There are, it's, it's highly, highly discounted software as a service tools that, you're, it's going to blow you away what's on there. You know, it's a lot of companies that are just starting out. And what your listeners can do is go there and just buy a lifetime subscription of something for like 60 bucks, right? It's, it, may, it may be just like a competitor to a, a really mm-hmm. popular tool. But my God, I probably save five, 10,000 a year just using that site and spending, you know, 600 a year. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's just incredible. I uh, I keep a spreadsheet of lifetime deals I've gotten off of AppSumo as how much yeah. I paid versus how much it would be a year. Uh, I just picked up Publer over Black Friday. And, I have Publer. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so I paid <laughs> fifty great. bucks. I was paying Buffer fifteen a month, like it's so good. Yeah. It's and, great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. So I, I picked up like an LMS over Black Friday, yeah. a learning management system. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I picked up so much stuff. And I'm like, this, my team is like, where are you getting this? I'm like, AppSumo. Anytime you need something, you want a tool, go there first. Let's monitor it. 
rather than go paying some, for something. Because, you know, it adds up. Like, it's, very, it's amazing how quickly it adds up to real money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have a theory. Well, I've, I've always wondered why companies would do such a thing. We'll talk about that in the club thing, in the club too, though, because I think we both probably have answers. For now, yeah. Matthew, thank you so much for your time. If people want to learn more, where can they find you? Sure. So you can do two things. You can go to extendyourteam.com slash freedom and you will get be redirected to an assessment that lets you know where you are on your outsourcing journey. And you can book a call with me after that. Or you can go to extendyourteam.com and contact me through there and book a meeting. Stellar. But I highly recommend the assessment first. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I will link again to that in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 208. Matthew, thanks so much uh, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Been a lot of fun. And thank you to everybody listening. Thanks to our sponsors for this week, Text Expander, Restrict Content Pro, and Mind Size. Until next time. Get out there and build something.